0: Lights, camera, we're going live. Learn the ins and outs of live events from today's top business leaders and how to make yours epic. Here's your host, Aaron Smith.
1: All right, welcome to another episode of Epic Live Events. I'm Aaron Smith. Today I have Paul Chapman. Paul, welcome.
0: Hello. Thank you very much.
1: Well, thank you so much for being here. I, you, from the outside looking in, you seem to be doing this perfectly well. Uh, you run mar- your your company is marketing jump leads. Yep. I know there's I know there's a story behind this, and so we'll get into that. But you run marketing jump leads. You have a book called The Game Changers. You yep. just finished your first event in May called The Game Changers. Perfect alignment. We're going to talk about all that alignment and helping build use the event to build your business. You also do mastermind events. And I want to talk about all this with you because this is like, like I said, from the outside, the perfect uh, alignment of all your products and services. So Game Changers just finished first year. Next year is in the works. Can you talk about where you made the leap from going from the smaller events to deciding to do a big event and kind of share that story of what made you, what made you do the game changers?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the book itself, the game changers, you know, it, it, it was, there are a lot of, a lot of really smart guys out there. A lot of kind of, kind of the, the gurus and the, you know, the guys that are, you know, the Richard Bransons of this world and that kind of thing. And I think listening to them and learning from them is critical. And I think all business owners, you need to have that View, and you, you should be kind of looking at what these guys are doing, but I think the reality is that actually the, the help that they can give you on a day-to-day level is actually really quite small because most business owners, not all, but most business owners aren't doing it with a team of 40,000 people and aren't doing it with a £40 million budget. And as such, whilst you can learn from how they can actually help you affect your day-to-day, I think it, it, it's slim. It's still important, but it's actually not useful. We set about writing the book and in the book, you know, I suppose part of it is just a business book. I think, you know, I think hopefully we bring some different insights and that sort of thing. But the key bit that seemed to really got people fired up to want to talk about it is that we went out and interviewed, I forget what it was now, 14, what I would call real business owners, all very successful in their own rights. You know, some kind of into the you know, millionaires, some into the kind of hundredaires, you know, some just, just is the wrong word, but some doing exactly what they want from their business. And I think obviously that's, that's kind of the key bit. Whatever you want for your business is the important bit. But it was getting them to share the thing that they had done to create the business that they wanted. And it, that sort of that non-guru bit, that non kind of, you know, again, there's nothing against those guys. But, you know, it, finding out what real business owners are doing for another real business owner is really, really useful. And sort of that was a bit from the book that kind of made a stir and kind of you know, got it right up to the, the top of the, the bestsellers. And it was sort of on, sat look at the back of that and said, well, okay, we should take this into a live environment because, you know, for two reasons. One, that's a great thing to do. It's a great thing to give, you know, real business owners that platform. It's an even better thing um, to give um, the people who want to learn from them an easy way to kind of get in there and, and, and kind of hear them kind of firsthand. But also from the business and the strategy point of view, you know we are in a, an incredibly crowded market. Doing what I do, it is a hugely hugely crowded market. There are lots of people, you know, locally where I am, that are doing this thing, and I'm up against lots of other kind of big guys and small guys and that sort of thing. But most people, most people in this space, particularly kind of here, they're not doing big live events. It just it is you know because as we know.
1: It's bloody hard work. It's not easy. You
0: know? it, it's not easy. It, it, it's not easy. So, you know, a lot of us doing the game changers, we've done a lot of events at, you know, where we'd book a room that would fit 20 people in. And that was not easy, but that was kind of our standard thing. And, you know, I really kind of came to this. Well, like, okay, if we're going to do this, we need to do it properly in a big footprint, you know, to kind of have the markers. Because we are the guys. We, we hired out a place called the Albert Hall. Just this stunning venue in Nottingham, and you know we are the guys that hired that out. We're the guys that booked it and filled it, and you know, and undoubtedly there was uh, a little bit of ego in there uh, that I wanted to find. <laughs> you know, it's only uh, yeah. yeah, fine
1: to admit that we yeah, all you, have it.
0: <laughs> you can you can edit that bit out. Um, yeah, and, and, and I definitely wanted that, but as much as anything, I wanted I could have easily got kind of those business owners from the book in a room to talk to real business owners in kind of any hotel. But I wanted it to be an experience. You know, you know, part of the thing I've learned over the last kind of, you know, five ten years, whatever it is, is that the experience of it is as much as the actual content, probably more so. And and, and that was you know that was it. So re- you know, we really wanted to put that big footprint down. I think strategically, it worked on the back of the book. We'd had a book; it'd gone you know to the top of the chart, which is fantastic. You know, the next logical step was well, let's take Game Changers live, and it just worked very well on a timing point of view. It worked very well on a strategy point of view. And, you know, and and I I think and I hope looking at kind of the swell of people that say they're looking forward to coming again, you know, I hope it is providing a really useful place for business owners to learn what other business owners are doing. And that's sort of the the line in this. It's real business owners sharing what really works. And I think that is, is key because you can get kind of mixed up in all the kind of the cool stuff that we can do. But actually, what is that person? What is Dave, the accountant doing that's making a difference to his business? Can I do it too? Should I do it too? Uh, that really was kind of the, the drive behind it.
1: Awesome. And I'm, I'm going to get into more details because before we were talking there, we, we, I'm like, wait, stop talking. We've got to talk about this recording. But you mentioned that you wanted to set the footprint. And, and it's not about ego, but it really is about setting yourself apart from whatever, like what you mentioned, yeah. what everyone else is doing. I know for me it was – I knew it would make a difference, but I'm going to be honest with you. I was shocked at the difference it did make in – my reputation in the footprint it actually did set for me. I never imagined it would be as large as it was. Did you find the same thing? Were you you shocked at how many people were like, whoa, once you pulled off the large event, how things kind of changed?
0: Yes, it was. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if I'm honest, we dropped the ball a bit. I think, you know, the, as we said at the start, the right thing to do is to sort of sell the next event, the next day sort of thing. And, and for various different reasons, I won't bore you with, it sort of got lost for a few months. And that, that is a big error. And that would be something I would say to people that are doing these kind of events. That, you know, from a cold, hard business point of view, that's your hot time. Provided the event has been good, that's the time to do it and start to sell it. And that's sort the of thing. And, you know, that gives you the confidence again to do it again. Because actually, I think if we had done that, all our costs would have been covered within a couple of days. Yeah. And as such, it's, it's kind of both gravy on kind of profit point of view, but it's actually, I can then have a, I can sit down and think, well, okay, how do I make this better? I've got money now already. I know that's fine. I, you know, that bit of worry or whatever, the right yeah. thing, that's gone. got there. on So yeah, I, I wish I had done it differently if I'm brutally honest and, and and that kind of route, but you know, all sorts of kind of good and, and, and less good reasons for it. But still now I've come back from some meetings today and someone did actually say, oh, you're the guys that hired out the Albert, yeah, Albert Hawk. Which you know is kind of small time compared to kind of the the big big time stuff that's going on the world, but it really did. It really just got people to notice that we were there, and you know because everybody, not everybody, lots of people in our in our in our sector are doing the small events. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with small events; we do them as well. But you know, it was a very different thing to have that. And again, even just kind of the social credibility of it. You know, lots and lots of images of big rooms full of people, you know, on stage, big stages, impressive backdrops. It all counts. You know, if we take it down to a kind of a real honest level, that layer and layer and layer and layer of credibility all counts into your kind of your worlds and your day-to-day business.
1: Well, and it's like sticking a stake in the ground saying, we t- we want you to take us seriously uh, that you just can't do with the smaller events. Um, that, that's what I've thought, found anyway. Yeah. Do you know what? Looking back now, it wasn't
0: any... It didn't feel, although this is perhaps time, it didn't feel any harder trying to get 100 people in the room than it did to try and get 20 people in the room. And again, it, you know, it is that whole That's kind of thinking big thing, which, you know, has been done to death by people eminently smarter than me. But, you know, I think if we, you know, if we try and get 20 people in the room, we'll get 20 or 19. If we try to get 100 in the room, well, we'll probably end up with 80 to 90. Right. And actually, it, it wasn't any different. And I said before, for various different reasons, the timescale for us on, on Game Changers Live was pretty much seven, seven weeks from, shall we do this, to event completion.
1: That's amazing, because I thought I was going to die at three months. I can't imagine seven weeks. How did you pull that off? Like, I mean, kind of walk us through that whole process of, yeah, let's do this, to, oh my gosh, it's happening.
0: Yeah, I mean, it had been a you know, it's it, it had been on our, on the radar for a while. It was something I wanted to do, uh, and for various different reasons, it just kind of hadn't happened. And then we got to a point where, look, if we're going to do it, now's the time. And we had we had a cut off point where you know one of the speakers was going to leave the country, and um, you know, it was a case of right, let's do it. Now, you know, the the, the technical bits of it are pretty easy. You know, you have uh, you you find your venue, um, you get your page up. You know, we use, um, we use, you know, click funnels page link through to so So actually kind of that bit is setting up is dead easy. Um, you know, I, I basically took you know a couple of days to kind of create that and just, you know, learn to look, looked at lots of other guys. And again, you know, we do a lot of this, you know, what are other guys doing to sell tickets? I know lots of guys that do these kind of things. So I think quite often you don't need to reinvent the wheel and and then, you know, I, I, I hit it hard. You know, we, we, we sort of, I wrote a campaign to our list with lots of different kind of assets in it we had you know a lot of the speakers and um, they were you know put it out to their list we use them in video to come to our lists but I think you know the, the biggest thing that worked for us is that we've we've always had multiple deadlines so I think you know it, you, you know how it works when you when you launch an event you sell someone you know, tell people it's going to come you know loads of ticket sales straight away and then pretty much the next day it just disappears off and you kind of get you get that panic with like three weeks to go and you think god I hope it curves up and it does normally curve up at the it end. Does. Uh, but you know, again, I learned this from someone else a long time ago for my own sanity. I can't do that. I I just got a head in my hands and go, so what we do, we put as many different deadlines in as possible. So, you know, different price breaks, different bonuses going different reasons to act now quite often. We'll chuck an extra one in and kind of say, Hey, look, we just come across this thing. You know, we're going to go with it today. Anyone that books, their tickets today, you get all the bonuses ever, but you've also got this. And we'll, you know, and we'll go back to the other people you know that have already booked and said, "Well, okay, you can have that." You know, we've added this into you guys as well, so you know, no one loses out.
1: I love that. So yeah,
0: just different reasons for people to take action. I think you know, a lot of events that you know we've known about that aren't well, not aren't you know, we're not we're not perfect on this, but a lot of events have basically just done the whole, you know, this is us early bird, and then just kind of waiting and just keep saying, "Just keep, will you buy? Will you buy? Will you buy? Will you buy?" Will you buy? and people need the reason to buy and they need to, and i think that the more the more deadlines that you can stick it even if they're kind of entirely manufactured the more different reasons you've got to kind of close it off today as it were the better it is. And you end up kind of seeing like the, the, the multiple spikes rather than one at the start and one at the end. And that was a big part, big part of this you know, we did, we did different price breaks, but we added on, uh, things like, I mean, things like, you know, win a chance to kind of be around the, the mastermind table with us. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, fairly big, big ticket stuff. And that, and that really helped. Um, you know, we kept, um, we, we we run a membership under marketing jump leads as well, and we you know we incentivize those guys and, and help those guys to invite their friends by giving them great price breaks and their friends great price breaks, and we had that sort of almost running as an undercurrent um, to 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 the brand new people that we found for it. Um, but yeah, really, you know, it was you know it's a bit like I guess mean, it's going to sound a bit daft, sorry, but it's like like the week the week before you go on holiday is like your most productive week of the year. Do you think I've got to get it done? I've got to get it done, and there's a little bit of that with yeah you know, choosing like a, you know a seven week timescale because it had to happen because the first thing you do is you book your room and then you tell everyone it's going to happen at that point it has to happen and you know we do a bit of that so i did you know did wherever i could whenever anyone would let me speak i'd go and do some speaking stuff and any any room i could get myself into i went into uh, and i made sure i mean again it's it's a, it's a small one but it worked really well for us we had postcards made with you know good imagery and a good call to action and a good offer on it and I could just have those out. And that was, you know, we, we tracked them all with um, kind of different codes and whatever, and mm-hmm. that worked really well for us.
1: Postcards worked really well for me too. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, no. It, it's, it's literally just, Just you know, again, I've seen lots of people say, I've got an event on, and they're, they're doing it in like a busy networking room whatever, and they say, oh, great, yeah, sounds brilliant. But then they've met another 20 people, and the follow-up, and even, even if the follow-up's really good, it's another email into the box, whereas, you know, tangible stuff really works very, very well.
1: Yeah. And to your point of the seven weeks. So I found this too, like I said, mine was three months and especially with your first event, you don't know really how to utilize your time. You just, you don't know how to manage it all quite yet until you do an event. My point of that is even if I would have had nine months versus three months, I know for a fact, I wouldn't have utilized that time. Well, the, the extra six months, right. To set that up. So there was a bonus just to like going all in like you said and just getting it done and working really hard to get it done versus trying to figure out okay what's the best way to use the you know nine month versus six months now I know how but back then I wouldn't have known and I don't know how much experience you would have had with that either yeah I, mean, I think
0: I think it Parkinson's law that your work fills the time that you've got might not <laughs> might not be Parkinson's law there's a good chance I've made that up but I probably would have done the same amount of work in six months as I would've done in, in kind of seven seven weeks mm-hmm. and in actually you know, in terms of amount of emails amount of stuff and again you know we've seen people do it a lot that they have this event and they kind of you know it, it's three th- three four months away, and they sort of idle it a little bit mm-hmm. you know we're, we're going to do it' going be interesting to do it this time because we will probably launch it in a, you know in a couple of weeks' time for an event that's going to be probably sort of five months away albeit there's kind of Christmas stuck in the middle of that but we'll we'll do some some fairly big price breaks and some fairly big bonuses kind of month on month to month and we'll just keep it keep it going and i don't know maybe we should you know chat again in kind of six months time when i sit and say no it's a terrible idea (laughs) i just don't do it so uh
1: no it's always interesting so i would want to talk again because i'm interested to see how you feel about the christmas break i did that last year uh where i did a bunch of bonuses October, November timeframe. And then Christmas was a hard time to sell because people aren't spending their money on events. At least that's what I found at that point. They're buying gifts, right? And so I I'm I'm going to wait till just do everything start of the first of the year versus I don't. I don't know if that ad money was necessarily wasted. It's a. It's a yeah. conversation, basically.
0: Yeah, you know, and it, it's one of those things that there's there's never a good time to do it because there's, right. there's always a, there's always a reason not to. That I'm going to hit a holiday, I'm going to kick the kids' school, or, or this kind of thing. And that, yeah, and it, I think you know, and at that level, we think, well, okay, it is just just get on with it. And I think the, you know, if I you know if I launched it today, there'd probably be a bit of a warm up. You know, November would hopefully be quite a good. December, I think, would slow down. Now, you know there's an argument that says well January's going to be brilliant because everybody is like right I'm back in the year let's do this thing let's learn let's do it but then by at the same time there's also an argument that everyone is oh, spent all their money at christmas and they don't want to do it and i think you can you can convince yourself on anything in business you can think you know that now's a good time now's a bad time there's there's an argument for it but the simple fact for all of us as business owners it's a case of jfdi you know get on and do it some will win, some will lose, but you know, th- there is no perfect time of year to do it. And you can argue right. yourself and, you know, I guess it's the same with, with perfect running, you know, looking back, would I wish we could have done it in nine to 12 weeks? Yeah. I think with another couple of weeks of selling, cause we were learning a lot more, what was working, you know, what we'll be able to do this time is I'll be able to look back across that whole campaign and see where, well, where, where did people convert? What do people like? What didn't they like? Which was, and that gives me a head start with this. Um, you know, I, 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 we were towards the end of the campaign, we were learning more and I think we probably could have had another 20, 30% of people in the room. Um, but that, you know, that's the, that's, yeah. the, that's the game, you know, and it's the same kind of thing.
1: Well, and to your point too, people are going to, you know, you can make the judge, you know, the, the guesses all you want, but people are going to find the time and the money for things they value period. End yeah. of story. Absolutely. doesn't
0: matter. Yeah. And, yeah,
1: yeah. and to that point what did you find on selling the value so you've got the book you've got this like what was what were some really key points of how you sold it for the value of actually being there in the room for people
0: um, i think the the key bit i think was the the fact that it was real business owners talking you know i felt there was a bit of a wave towards you know towards the start of the year and i think it's probably there that and it could just be just you know sort of the world i'm in but i think a lot of people were getting a bit bored with the guru world and again i don't want to be it's, i don't want to i, know, I, know I, I want exactly to find a different word saying. for them because they do such an important thing and they are kind of incredible right. inspiration but i think people just get a bit bored with being banged over the head of you know you know you i look at my facebook feed now and it is just expert after expert after expert mm. and it is useful and it's important but i think me going to people and saying, look these are real people that have done really good stuff and are now having the business they want they're going to share why they've done it and how they've done it and the steps for it and, you know, we had, we had some really good speakers and I think that was, that, that was key. You know, kind of a couple of guys, I suppose I took a fly on cause I hadn't heard, I knew they were good guys. I kind of rated and respected what they did hurt you know, hugely. One guy had never been on stage before.
1: Ooh, that's it, a gamble.
0: Got, <laughs> yeah, it is. A guy called Ollie Luke. He's, he's, I mean, he's just one of the sharpest marketers out there, you know, absolute superstar, but you know, he'd, and he'd never been on stage before, but I just knew he'd do it. And again, you know, a lot of the feedback was, you know, Ollie rocked it. Absolutely rocked Great. it. So he's, you know, I think, you can teach speaking. Ollie's just got a natural thing and just people like him. And he's just, you know, he's just a very sort of sharp guy. So I, th- I think really the big thing was that this, you know, it seemed to hit a nerve. This is what they wanted to hear. They wanted to, they didn't want to go and have a load of more fluffy theory stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. They wanted real people just to say, look, this is my story. This is what I'm doing. This has gone right. This has gone wrong. Um, you know, and that, and it worked quite well. And again, it timed very well kind of on the back of the book as well. Cause we, you know, we were still riding on the tails of that, although it was, you know, it was a few months before, you know, but that kind of thing helped. And, you know, that sort of, you know, that, that sort of level of, um, you know, even like the imagery of the book and the bestseller tags, all that kind of stuff, it all helped. But I think, you know, in a nutshell, people wanted to hear from real business owners, um, you know, what was, you know, what it was that was making the difference for them.
1: Yeah, it's a great point. So speaker selection, let's talk about that for a minute. You have 7 weeks to put together speakers on stage. I'd love to know the criteria for the first event and then does anything change for you as you go into next year as you put as you decide who's going to who's going to be on stage and talk.
0: Yeah, I mean the speaker selection for the initial one, there's, you know, because it's been this thing in the back of my head for a while. I kind of knew who I'd, who I'd want, you know, and, and, and I sort of, and again, you know, Chris, I mentioned earlier, Chris from the, you know, Content Marketing Academy, he came down, he, op- he opened it up. And again, I like, I, about to say I like his style more than his content. That's why I don't like his content. I think his content is brilliant. He's ju- I just like his style. You know, he is a real mm-hmm. person doing something real. And all of the guys were real people with real stories to tell, but also who had topics, content, whatever the phrase is, that will translate to real world stuff. You know, you know, there's a guy called Ross can a company called Strafe Creative. He's a, a proper web genius. You know, he what he doesn't know about kind of converting people online isn't worth knowing. And that every every business has a website. Every business is trying to convert online, whether it is to you know leads or, or cash or you know sales, whatever it is. And I and I picked people that I knew had a good style, I knew had a good story to tell, but crucially had a had something that was useful and real too these people because I think it is you know if you if you you know a one man band and you you know you're running a business of I don't know fifty sixty grand a year as I said at the start it's actually of limited value to hear someone that is got and again not limited value but you know if, if you're someone that's employed in a business and taking I don't know your hundred grand salary albeit if you're really really good at what you do it is valuable that just wasn't the audience we were going so these needed to be business owners people that were doing it themselves that they'd made the mistakes um, but, but you know but had a, like' say good style a good, a good message, something that was going to be useful, like go home, do it the next day, change the color of that button to blue, kind of useful the next day. And that, that was a kind of a big part of it really.
1: I love that. That was my goal too. I wanted pages full of notes, like actionable items that they could have. That was really important to me. Um, I want to talk about too, the, how you aligned it with your business. So obviously the book sales, the obvious one, everything aligns. You can, how, it, this is a very time intensive, this is a very expen- you know, money intensive thing to do as an event. How did it benefit your business? Um, it, you know, it was a client's, was it kind yeah, of yeah, talk about that strategy?
0: Yeah. Kind of but lots of different things. I mean, again, the footprint actually kind of, you know, being again, people have done way bigger. I get that. But being the guys that did oh, was it, really, was really useful.
1: It's, it doesn't matter if it's a hundred or 400 or 500, it makes a difference. So don't discount yourself on that one. It is. You
0: You know, and it is, so that's there, you know, the, the, the marketing jump is offering is that we get people round a table once a month to talk business stuff. I think, you know, as, as a, you know, as a small business owner, but even as a business owner with staff, it is isolating out there. It is. It's easy just to kind of disappear from the world and spend, you know, as more of our time in whatever format goes online. It's there. So actually, getting people in and around um a table is a kind of core offering for us and that's why these events are good because it pulls people out of their world it gets people to show what we do as a a, a unit and it gets you know it reminds people of the buzz of hanging out with the right people and sharing and learning stuff and really kind of our 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 smaller events are kind of a microcosm of the bigger events it's actually the same thing so we've done an event today we've had a speaker that's going to come in and talk about pricing and that sort of stuff Um, you know so that's it helps us to find our target customer. You know, if you're not the sort of person that will take time out of your business to come to an event, almost certainly you're not going to be the sort of person that's going to want to do our smaller thing. Um, you know, and again, it's, it's a great because we we can add a load of value to the events. We gave everybody that came a free month membership, so we knew we were getting the right kind of people. Because great idea, kind of yeah, you know, one thing links to the other, mm-hmm. and then we got as many of those people from the big room into the small room to sit around the table. And talk to us so, because we knew we know the people that want to come out. We know by definition they're people that want to learn stuff. So these are our absolute target market. These are the people we want to talk to. And it, you know, from there, that has, has led to more people coming in and being our kind of our, our, our normal in the wrong phrase, none of us normal, you know, non you know, normal members. Because um, it's you know, it's so. It's so important when you're selling, which everyone will listen to know, to get your target market right first. And it's nothing to do with, you know, too many people will say, well, I can work with all businesses. Well, no, you can't. You know, for us, I need people that want to learn. I need people that will take the time out of their day. I need people that will understand the importance of hanging out with the right people, people that understand the importance of learning stuff. And even if we just stop at those four, all of those four boxes are, in general, ticked by coming out to a big event. So I know I've just built my list of the right people and then giving them the value of coming to, well, look, you know, as part of the ticket price, come and sit around the table with us. You know, I know that the people we've got are more likely to come and do that. And those that come around the table, they're more likely to to stay and click on. So there's there's that aspect of it. And, it, you know, and it's, you know, from a kind of a personal point of view, it's led to other things. It, you know, it's led to other people asking me about, you know, can I be involved in their events? Can I go and speak at their events? So I, you know, I, I was on stage at, at Marketed with Tim. Um, and that that's just a nice add on as well. And again, you know, there is the credibility. I, you know, I'm sure. Again, it is. It's it's just down to my tattered ego. Uh, but you know, there is there is a thing about being on stage, being the guy that is on stage. There's a layer of credibility there, and actually being the guy that runs it is you know is an extra layer, extra layer as well.
1: No, I agree, and but I think I I think it is so key what you did though, I, and I love it. A. Everyone I've talked to, one of the biggest, know your target market, and like you said, it should be obvious, but it's not necessarily. That's key. But second is how you integrated everything. I think this is so key that you, hey, I know my target market's here. Guess what? I have another product for them that I think can can help. And it's not like you. I'm just going to get them in here to sell to them. It's not the case at all. But you're getting the right people in the room, and it is. It's a it's a business building piece versus just an event, and I sounds like you did it beautifully
0: um. well i mean yeah it's, you know we, we, we'll do it better we could definitely do it better Absolutely. you know anything but you know a lot of this there is that just you have got to get on and try it and get on and do it and you know it's um yeah again, we yes we could have done it better you know it was a great experience i loved it it drove some business we can do it and and there i think it would be really easy just to do it and for people to do events almost for events sake nothing wrong with that but i think for you know for us it makes more sense in my head to think kind of, well okay you know my core product is this how do i get those people to raise their hands so i know where they are well let's do this let's not ask them to sign up to anything let's give them a one-off chance to come in a room see us at hopefully our best and then give them the value to come and see if they like the ongoing I like and yeah you know, and it just if in my head that kind of makes sense it, it you know, my core customers are therefore almost kind of self-selecting themselves, um, you know, by coming to the bigger events.
1: Yeah, no, it's done perfectly. What were some of the biggest surprises you had? <laughs> uh, you know, I know seven weeks, you probably don't really have time to process a surprise, but uh, some of the things that you just weren't expecting to either have to deal with or think about in, a, in an event that size. Um, yeah, I mean, the,
0: I can maybe edit this bit out. I was surprised how quickly the ticket sold. I was, I was expecting a bit more of a fight, if hey, I'm honest, a, you know, a, it's a great lie. surprise, you know, that, that's, you know that's, and you know, that's, you know, and, you know, and not all of them all quickly, but you know, when you, when you see them come in and you're checking them and you know, kind of two or three come in and that, that was, um, that was brilliant. Um, you know, so, so from, from the sales point of view, that was really, really sort of interesting coming in. Um, you know, the, you know, the big learning, the thing I I, I never anticipated, oh, I, I said to my wife the night before, she was like, You're nervous? I'm like, No, because I, I don't really do nerves. I said, You know, as long as the AV kit works, it's <laughs> are kind of fine. And obviously, you know what happened? It just stopped. Uh, it just stopped. And at which point, I kind of looked at the AV guy and he shrugged at me. And I'm like, Now is not the time to shrug. Um, yeah. I and that, that, you know, really so, that would be my surprise stroke learning, what kind of thing. Actually, I mean, I didn't not, I was about to say, Don't try and do it on the cheap. We didn't do it on the cheap. I just didn't think enough about it going forward i just have someone handle it because that is not the that's not the surprise you want you know, that you know that's not what n- not the surprise that you want at all but um but no i think you know kind of general surprise for all of it kind of you know n- nothing really it, it was so, you know looking back i think actually we did a really great thing you know again it could be better etc we did a really great thing um and i you know, say you know i wish i had which I'd started this year's sales process then because, you know, it, it, it would, I think we'd, we'd be, well, we'd definitely be further on the line now, but yeah, no, I mean, no, nothing super surprising, you know, good lessons in the, um, you know, get some help, get people that are good at what they do on the day to handle
1: those sort of bits. So. What changes from this year to next year?
0: Um, it's a really good question. I don't know. I, I've, I, I kind of got myself a little bit carried away with the well, way we can do this, we can do that. And I you know, think well, actually no, the essence of this event is real business owners sharing what really works. Um, so structurally, I think it'll be pretty much the same. Um, I want to do more of a Q and A session as well. Cause again, that's something I saw at Tim's event. I spoke to before and that, that, that just worked really well. And we sort of half did it at ours, but it was more of an afterthought. You know, Tim did it really, really well and did a proper uh, event on it. Um, and what I really liked about Tim and kind of the big learning I'll take him to that is actually he had lots of different speakers. Where well, we had four plus me. I think he had nine doing shorter slots. And I think actually, I I, I like that. I like how that worked and it kept the event fire. I, you know, hopefully, I don't think ours was kind of long and tedious. Um, but I, I really liked the the shorter, you know, people and I think that fits in with, with what we do here because there were some people that have got like a really great technique but that you know let's say it's a technique for getting referrals
1: mm-hmm. that
0: but to explain that it's probably 20 minutes they don't need an hour but actually for the people in the room that's a really useful thing they should know that we should expose them to that kind of thing so i think going forward probably more people you know if we, if we can find the right people more people shorter slots and a bit more bit more fluid rather than kind of you know one after the other break lunch one after the other kind of thing i think yeah. that would work well
1: I agree. I think an hour doesn't seem like that much. like it, And to give somebody an hour, it doesn't feel like that much. But sometimes on that stage, an hour is a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And like you said, you could get the point across. I, I'm curious, how much were you, because you said there were speakers plus you. Uh, I know like even talking to Tim, we're talking about Tim Elliott. He had said, you know, he was a little bit more behind the scenes on his event. How much were you front and center on that stage? So, and not not as an ego boost, and I'm not saying it's me, it's me, it's me, but it's, this is your business, like this yeah. is, like you're running this, you want people to know what you're, it's you, so how much were you up on that stage involved? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I top and tailed it, I
0: was, you know, maybe the MC, so I, I did my own, um, I don't know, probably 5, 10, 15 minute at the start really, mm-hmm. just to set the scene and kind of get their heads in gear and kind of, you know, not remind them while they're there, but kind of, you know, talk about it and, and sort of added my own bit of content there, you know, it's done for two reasons really, one to kind of bring every Want together at the start and kind of you know, remind them not remind them of what they're there but kind of get their heads in the right place for it but also as you say this is my business they need to see me at the head of it and i want you know i'm you know, rightly wrongly eagerly i want people to see that it's that, it, that i'm there i'm in that place i'm the person that's running it so you know really my, you know I, my, it was a job of, of an mc you know a little bit of you know small kind of presentation small kind of bit at the start but then in between each uh each speaker as well Uh, And again, part of that is logistics. So you can get the other guy saved, get him demiked, get moved around, get their next guy ready, et cetera, et cetera. But also to tie in, you know, bits of the talk and how that should relate to them and just give them, you know, like a five minute, 10 minute kind of mini perspective of it and say, Hey, well actually, you know, that point they've made there is really interesting and, you know, try and relate it to a story or try and relate it to something real to see if I can help them get it, help them kind of make those notes into something. Well, here's how I could do it. Um, And then, obviously, you know, kind of, you know, a bit of a close of the day as well. Just, just because, again, it, I've been at events that where kind of a speakers come off, and it's almost just kind of fizzled out. And you think, well, actually, I'd rather send people off, you know, on a crescendo uh, than, um, than just kind of let it fizzle.
1: Yeah, I like. And does that change next year, or do you think you're going to keep that pretty similar? Uh, I think
0: I will keep it similar. Um, you know, as, as you're probably guessing, I love the sound of my own voice. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I, I, I I'd, I'd like that to still be the case. I, th- you know, don't repeat me on this. I think it. I think I bring value. I think I, I do. You know, I, it's not just me there for the sake of the sound of my own voice. I think that. I think there is a useful part of it. Um, but again, you know, it, it, it's it's my business. I want to be. You know, I want to be there at at, 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 to, at the head of it.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it's not, it's not a, like I said, it's, it's your business. You have to be. And what's interesting is uh, Tina Pettis talked about, she was on my uh, podcast episode two. She talked about the difference between her first year and her second year and how she sold a mastermind event. The second year didn't do as well. And she completely equates it to that. She wasn't on the stage near as much the second year versus the first year. And so it was I mean she had a one to one correlation of what the difference was of her really being front and center of her own event versus more behind the scenes, and it made a difference for her so that's yeah. what I was I, I guess it
0: depends if your business is the running of events it's probably less important because exactly it's there it, it's there for everyone to see you know if you're if it's there, not for the next stage, but if there is a next stage and you 're that next stage. I think you need to be there. I I think, you know, you should, you should be there. Remind them. And again, you know, it can be done in a very kind of cool, low key way, but I think, you know, if if there is, if if you're trying to get people to another stage and that other stage is you, then they need to see it.
1: Yep. A hundred percent. Well, I know this is, thank you, Paul. This has been amazing. I can't wait to see next year. Uh, If somebody wanted to find out your book and your event, uh, where could they go?
0: Uh, so the, the books on Amazon is probably the easiest place to find it. Just search for the game changers and, and the, uh, event link will be live shortly. Uh, but that's under, that's under, the, it'll be, again, it's the game uh, and it'll be slash 2018 in, in a few weeks time. So, okay.
1: Um, and one more question. Do you think you're going to keep it in the same spot every year or do you think eventually you want to branch out? Um,
0: that's a really good question ego says branch out and kind of go, <laughs> go bigger, go. bigger, harder, faster. Come on. <laughs> um, but you know, we've got a great group of guys around here. Um, you mm-hmm. know, we're in a part of the country, part of, kind of the middle of England that is, it feels like there's a really kind of thriving group of really sharp, really creative, really good people to be around. You know, it would be, I know lots of guys that go to London for events, but you know what? It's a pain to get to. It's expensive. I'd, I and again, this may come and bite me in the back. So I, I don't think we need to. I think we've got great people here. We've got some brilliant venues. You know, I'm we're, we're going back to the same venue this year almost certainly. I've I've booked the venue. There may be other venues that we can do stuff in, but we've just got great places to take people here. It's dead easy to get to, you know. And and God, it sounds silly. Life's a little bit easier up here than it is than trying to get yourself around London. So you know, may, maybe maybe there is. You know, I, again, part of me thinks we we could we should do that, but realistically you know for this one we had guys coming down from scotland we had guys coming up from kind of the south coast you know wales all over the country to come to this event so i think if the event's good enough kind of have it where you want to have it really and um and i think you know yeah doing what other people aren't doing is quite good you know not always going to london i think is is a good place to be um you know there, i guess there's a credibility i think sometimes in london or perceived credibility but no i think for the foreseeable we'll be um we'll be here.
1: All right. Well, I love it. Congratulations on it. Thank I you. know I know how it feels. I know what it can be, but uh the fact that you pulled it off, you've got it again next year. I know it's hard, but it it really is worth it. It's there's a lot of moving parts, but it when it's over and you hear that feedback, you you know you are, you know, positively affecting people. It can really make it it's it's a huge thing.
0: It's a lovely, you know, it, it it's just nice that people still talk about it. You know, it's because everyone, everyone says nice things on the day, which is great. But, you know, people asking me, look, when's it coming back? When's it coming back? And that's, that's lovely. I mean, it is, it's, I I don't, I don't think they're doing it just out of politeness. I think that that, that it has helped them in some way. And I think if I can do that again, and you know, that's why, you know, so we're in that, we're in that planning stage now and, you know, know, in the next kind of couple of weeks, we'll be up and away and, um, you know, let's see where we
1: get to. I love it. Well, congratulations, Paul. Thank you so much. All of the information will be on our notes page too. So thank you so much great. Right. Thanks for having hey, me. It's Aaron from the Epic Live Events. And hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Now I would love to help you with your live event. And how we're going to do that is by offering you our free live events budget worksheet. Listen, events take a lot of resources, whether it's time, money, or a little bit of both. Uh, you've got to figure out a way to really utilize this in your business to make your money back. So this spreadsheet has both sides, the different costs you may potentially have, how you can fill those in, you can just you know, fill in whatever number estimates, call some people, get an understanding of what it may cost you to put this event or different ways. Um, you can save some money. And then of course, on the other side, how are you going to make money back? Are you going to sell at the event? Are you going to sell tickets? Are you going to get sponsorship? Are there going to be different things that you can utilize in order to begin to make your money back? And this is a spreadsheet that will help you kind of, I'm a spreadsheet girl. That's how i Think all the time, but this will help you really start putting the concept to paper or how can you do better in your in your next event and, you know, really make sure that bottom line because as much as I would love to do events for free, I can't like it's it's a resource heavy thing, but I promise you so so worth it. So you can find that you can go to our show notes over at epicliveevents.co that's C O you can also get it in the notes of this episode or jump over to Bit bit.ly.ly slash epic underscore budget. Again, that's bit.ly slash epic underscore budget. And you can grab that like I said, for free, start the planning. And uh, I'm telling you, it's so worth it every single bit.